At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 27th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present are Seattle-based attorney Bonnie Fong and her client, Megan Holt. A recent report indicated that felony arrests for cannabis in Washington State are down to a mere 10% of what they averaged before the legal reforms that voters approved in 2012. Brick-and-mortar retail cannabis shops are about as frequent as 7-Eleven stores in Seattle and some surrounding municipalities. Millions of tax dollars have been generated by state legal cannabis sales here. People are employed in the cannabis industry, and despite moratoriums in some of the more rural communities, industrial-sized cultivation operations are operating in various regions of the state. So what could there be left to complain about from the greater cannabis community? Well, how much time do you have? I only have a half hour today, but I can tell you that the medical cannabis community in particular has a lot to complain about, as patients have been generally kicked under the cannabis by the people charged with making the rules and regulations regarding cannabis in Washington State. Our governor, our state legislature, and the Washington State Alcohol and Cannabis Board are the bureaucratic entities that decide how legal cannabis will work in this state, despite the clear intent of the voters. Among the many overbearing and restrictive laws that have been passed are advertising restrictions that tightly govern both the imagery and the information that state-licensed cannabis businesses can display and disseminate to the public. 
cannabis business cannot have a pot leaf displayed or incorporated in its public advertising, for example. But it goes much deeper than that. My guests today have filed a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of these restrictions, and they can tell you more. Megan Holt is a mother of two and a motivational speaker, writer, and advocate. She serves on the Seattle Hemp Fest core staff. Megan is active with Normal of Normal Women of Washington and a patient and family advisor for Seattle Children's Hospital. After her daughter, Madeline, who suffers from a rare genetic disease, Zellweger syndrome, almost passed away at just two years old, Megan began applying cannabis oil to her daughter. Now, three years later, Maddie is continuing to beat the odds as whole plant cannabis is treating the symptoms of her devastating disorder. And Bonnie Fong is a partner at C3 Law Group in Seattle, Washington, where she focuses on cannabis law. Bonnie primarily handles matters related to cannabis compliance, administrative actions, and litigation. Bonnie began her work in the cannabis industry about 10 years ago before graduating cum laude at Seattle University School of Law. Megan and Bonnie have filed a lawsuit against the state of Washington challenging the marketing and advertising laws which violate Megan and Maddie from hearing information about potential cannabis medicine. Welcome, Megan and Bonnie, to Cannabis Radio. Hello. Thanks. It's great to be here, Viv. Let's start off with Megan. You've been on this show before. Can you tell our audience a little about your daughter, Maddie, and her condition? Yeah, so um, like you said, Maddie has Zelliger syndrome, um, and it is a terminal disease that most children do not survive past their first year of life from. Maddie will be six years old in two months, um, and the only thing that we have done differently is give her cannabis oil. Um, and like you said, she almost died um, at two years old, and she was on 26 pharmaceuticals on hospice, um, and we expected her life to end. Um, and I started giving her full extract cannabis oil, not just CBD, but the whole plant, THC, CBG, all the terpenes um, we could get in it, and here we are three and a half years later, um, and she's done nothing but improve. So, um, you know, she's had more challenges come up. Uh, last summer, she went into liver failure um, and went through that whole surgery with no opiates. So despite everything, uh, Maddie continues to prove that cannabis doesn't just save lives, but it gives people a life worth living. Megan, what kind of information might you require in regard to making the best cannabis health choices for little Maddie? In your opinion, what is this law preventing you from learning? Um, really, it's preventing parents from learning about, most importantly, not-for-profit medica um, cannabis medicine that um, people may have available. Um, you know, the state had promised patient programs where, um, you know, cannabis would be allowed to be donated and right now we have no way of relaying that information um, and so you know especially for parents like me who are primary caregivers of children um, or even caregivers of adult patients we have no way of knowing you know if even there's a discount on cannabis because they can't advertise so again you know people who are in extreme cases like me where we are seeking donations of cannabis we have no way of legally knowing about that um, besides word of mouth and again most parents are not leaving their homes because their children are so devastated that they're caring um, for them so really it's preventing parents like myself um, from having you know 
really it's a violation of their constitutional right to hear information. You know, you can go on the FDA's website and do all these drug searches, and even if, you know, a drug your child's taking is horrible, you can find out all the information you want about it. Um, and they can add drug t- companies can advertise, you know, where you can get it. And right now with cannabis, we can't do that. So... Is, is Megan, is that different from the previous dispensary system we had before uh, these changes? Yes. And honestly, one thing with Maddie that's really bothered me um, about what's happening is their lack of compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, you know, they removed our ability to marketing and advertising. They removed our ability to smell our product, um, and the labels are not tactile. So I know other patients who um, are visually impaired or who are hearing impaired, and I just have to wonder if the state is considering that these people have no way to access what's happening with their medicine. You know, if they can't read or see, hear or see normally, and we have no way to use a TTY to, you know, read ad or something um, allowed to them, how are they supposed to know, one, where to get their meds, or two, if what they're getting is, is what it really, you know, says it is. So, Bonnie, can you talk a little bit about your legal challenge to these advertising laws? What is the basis of your argument against them? Is this, is this content-based restriction on free speech? Yes, absolutely. Um, so basically, we are challenging three substantive laws um, of the Washington Administrative Code. Uh, first, the WAC that prohibits the use of pot leaves and um, marijuana plants or the pictures of any kinds of products in general. Uh, second, there's another WAC that precludes any outdoor advertisements of licensees um, other than their trade name and directional information. And finally, uh, the one that is most harming, well, they're all, har- they're all harming to Megan and Maddie, but the one that is most harming to her um, is WAC 314-55-155, subsection 5, which prohibits retail licensees from advertising where medical marijuana patients can get free or donated products. And like Megan said, this is a really big deal to her because she relies on donated products from retailers. And without the retailers being able to give her these kinds of messages, she is unable to know where she can get free or donated products. So we're challenging three laws um, on two different bases. Uh, The main one is an unconstitutional infringement on the right to free speech. Um, This is not only an infringement on a licensee's right to speak freely, but it is also an infringement on the right of cannabis consumers and patients and their right to hear these messages freely. Free speech is all about a free flow of information, communication, um, and education, and these laws are inhibiting that. Uh, the second basis um, is more focused on um, the subsection 5 law that I just uh, talked about, about the prohibition on the advertisement of free or donated products, because in our investigation of these laws, we realized that the LCB, the Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board, um, they had no legislative authority to pass a rule like that. So in the legal community, we call that ultra vires or beyond their authority. Basically, they didn't have any legislative authority to pass a rule that prohibits the advertisement of free or donated products. 
So this is not only um, unconstitutional, but after doing some research, the LCB just kind of slipped that in, and um, we're challenging that subsection 5 on both of those bases. Bonnie, what is it do you think that the state legislature is worried about with these laws? Do you have any feeling for what they think they need these laws to prevent? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, the legislator actually stated that their purpose was to prevent the consumption and the purchase of marijuana by minors. Um, So it is very clear that what they're trying to do is they're trying to prevent uh, the sale and consumption to minors. And the thing about this is is that there is no connection in between advertisements and minor purchase and use. There just isn't. Um, And until the state can come forward with some scientific studies showing that correlation, um, the legislator is just afraid. Um, To me, there's no other word than prejudice against cannabis use um, for these laws. I mean, they're just... They're just scared that children are going to have a more positive perception on cannabis. And that's exactly what free speech laws are are meant to prevent, which is the inhibition of of free speech and and ideas. When I go into a a rec store, cannabis store, I have to show my ID twice to make a purchase. So how how is a child going to purchase some legal cannabis anyway? Well, that's exactly my point, is that there are already laws in place to prevent the minor purchase and consumption of marijuana, and that is the ID checking, that is the increased penalties up to and including cancellation of license if they sell to minors. There's already laws prohibiting advertisements within a thousand feet of schools and public parks and, and places where children congregate. So there is no need to restrict the free speech of licensees and cannabis consumers um, because there are already rules and laws in place to prevent minor purchase and consumption. My guests are Bonnie Fong and Megan Holt. We're going to hear our first uh, pause, hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers, and we're going to come right back with more questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. 
It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Bonnie Fong and Megan Holt. Megan, how do these advertising restrictions, in your opinion, compare with, for example, a parent or patient looking for information about conventional medicines? Is there any parallel that you're aware of between cannabis info and information uh, compared to traditional medicines? Oh, absolutely. Um, Like I said, you know, it's so easy for you to get information about any other medication. Um, And part of the advocacy that I've done at the hospital um, and even directly correlating with this law is, you know, I can openly talk with my doctors about any other aspect of Maddie's healthcare except her cannabis use. Um, All of those conversations have to be started by me, have to be driven by me, um, because again, you know, these providers are, you know, hindered by the law as to what they can discuss with their patients. And so when you look at that system of, you know, here we have these drugs that we know do harm, that we have studies that show that they cause, you know, not only lifelong side effects, but they can cause serious harm to people. And then you have an alternative like cannabis that, you know, those studies haven't been done and there is no proof. And yet we can't even talk about it. Um, And especially, you know, with a kid like Maddie, where it is the only thing that works it is so asinine and ridiculous to say that, yes, this mother can tell her daughter's story and, yes, this mother can help guide other people to the medicine, but, no, the people who can really help can't be there, you know. Um, and that, you know, the community, the people who have donated medicine to Maddie, um, LeBlanc and Deep Green and Kush Creams and Canvas Basics and all these beautiful people that stepped up and said, you know what, we don't want anything from you other than to know if she's okay um, and, and, you know, that we're here for you. Um, and to know that those people could be at risk is just crazy. You know, they, they are the only people that have been there. And, um, you know, right now we have a system where, again, you can go on the FDA's website, you can do a drug search and whatever drug you want, find out almost too much information. With cannabis, you have these poor parents not only scrambling to keep their kid alive, but to find truthful, honest information. And it is a mess. We, you know, already have such a hard time finding good information. And then the state puts regulations in place that prevent people um, from reaching out and, and, you know, talking about donations that they might have not-for-profit medicine. Um, Because, again, I really do. For Maddie, this is a medicine. Um, There is no other option. And, again, you know, with the way our healthcare system is, we should be able to have this open conversation. And cannabis has to be a part of that story. And I love what Bonnie was talking about, how they really have tried to direct this at, you know, we want to keep this out of the hands of children. And I think why it's so important that Maddie and I stand up for this issue and so many others is to prove that piece of what we're doing with cannabis legalization wrong, that that is just more reefer madness, that we have to stop saying cannabis is not for children because it's just not true. Bonnie, what what kind of penalties would a cannabis business face if they did discuss this information? 
And what changes would you like to make to the law? What's the model that you'd be satisfied with in terms of cannabis information dissemination by licensed cannabis businesses? Well, right now, the licensee space um, upon first offense, a $2,500 fine on these kinds of offenses. And that goes to uh, an increasing penalty as well. So um, a lot of cannabis businesses, um, you know, you can kind of just drive around and see they literally have tarps over their signs that once had pot leaves or other messages other than their trade name and directional information because they have considered just keeping them up. But the stark reality is that the penalties are too costly for them to keep up their signs. So literally we have ugly tarps covering once beautiful signs um, simply in the name of these unconstitutional restrictions. And um, as to your other question as to what model would be satisfied, you know, to, to meet their goal, you know, honestly, that isn't our job as consumers or advocates. This is up to the government to come together and think of a way to meet their goals without infringing upon the constitutional right of the licensees and the cannabis consumers. It is not our job to think of a solution for them they're going to have to figure out what is constitutional in ways of enforcement or just not make these restrictions at all. Yeah, we, we need to get to the point where you don't fear the reefer. I mean, a pot leaf image, really? Uh, it's just, I know, you know, I'm... But Megan, do you, go ahead, go ahead. You know, um, I, I'm really, I'm excited to fight this in court because... You know, if one of the state's arguments that is that a pot leaf is obscene, so bad to the point where it actually does need to be prohibited from the public, I mean, that is absolutely an argument that I want to get into because a leaf is not obscene, a plant is not obscene, a picture of a product is not obscene. Um, so I, if they want to fight that fight, then I'm ready for them. <laughs> Megan, do you know any other patients or parents that have had trouble accessing critical info? Um, I'm sorry, what was that? Do I know what? Do you know any other patients or parents that have had similar uh, problems accessing information? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, you know, I don't know that I've ever talked to a parent and they haven't said they haven't had issues accessing information of where to get medicine, um, how to get it, who to talk to, um, and honestly, it's one of the biggest issues right now is the lack of information, lack of being able to communicate that information. So, mm -hmm. could, could this keep some parents in the black market? Oh, absolutely. You have both participated in the recent Seattle Hemp Fest, which I'm the executive director of. These laws mm -hmm. also prevent cannabis businesses from advertising on public property or in city parks really threatening the survival events like HempFest. I mean, that's the, the primary advertising base for mm -hmm. cannabis events. Any thoughts on that aspect of free speech restriction? I mean, that's also content-based restriction, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. really, you know, I got my, when I first started speaking, the first event I spoke at was Seattle HempFest. And so um, to know that HempFest has been hurt by the lack of people being able to advertise at their events, um, you know, that's just crazy to me. Um, I'm just one year older than Hempfest, so really, um, you know, I'm proof of how long we have been fighting prohibition and proof that this really has to stop because 
um, you know, if millennials are growing up and their children are, you know, sick and dying and, and going through all of these things and we're preventing them from talking about their truth and preventing people from, you know, just like I can tell Maddie's story on the stage at Hempfest and inspire people and show them that there is hope, I should be able to know about medicine that's free or, you know, low cost. It just doesn't make sense to not. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, the same kinds of free speech rights that we're asserting at Hempfest are the same kinds of free speech rights that we're asserting in this lawsuit. And it doesn't matter where we are in Hempfest or on a street corner or in front of a cannabis store. We still have free speech rights, and we need to remember that. And, you know, just with Hempfest, that we fight for every year with our permit, we have the right to speak freely, and this lawsuit is just another form of that. So do these laws also hurt the cannabis businesses, right? I mean, they're being restricted on what they can talk about their products. Uh, is that is that is that a component of this as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. The licensees, the cannabis retailers, producers, and processors um, are definitely affected by these laws. They, like I said, they are not able to have any outdoor advertisements that state anything other than their trade name and their directional information, so like their address and an arrow. Uh, they're not able to promote uh, products that they like. They're not able to say what at what CBD products we have and what price you can have them for. Um, the licensees are definitely hurt by this. But um, more importantly to me, the cannabis consumers are really the, the big losers in this um, because cannabis can really range from very expensive products to cheap products. And without this free flow of information, uh, cannabis consumers don't know where they can get products at what price. They also don't know what kinds of new technologies are out there, and they don't know how they can use them in new and novel ways. And without this kind of information, then they cannot be informed consumers. Um, and so, you know, a lot of courts have stated in the past that a consumer's right to information about price and products is as much or even more urgent than the most recent political debate. Um, this is not information that is just frivolous. This is real information that people need to know, um, mostly Megan and Maddie Holt, because this is their medicine and they need it. We want radio listeners to also know what products are available to them, so we're going to take another short break. Hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers and come back with our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the board, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. 
now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with our final questions. Uh, so, um, Megan and Bonnie, how can people listening support your efforts in this case? And is there anything that uh, people should know that we haven't covered so far? The best way that people can support our efforts in this case is to go on and to go online and talk about it. Um, and, you know, talk to Megan about it on her social media, go on to my website, c3.legal and read about what we're doing. Um, message us, reach out to us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, all that. Um, because something that uh, has become a huge shock to me in this is that uh, people don't really seem to understand how important this message is. Um, you know, we are free, we are fighting for free speech rights here. And a lot of the questions I get about this is like, well, is this really the kind of cause that you think that you should be taking up? And my response to that is absolutely. Our free speech rights are paramount to our rights as cannabis consumers. Um, so I would really like people to start talking about this, uh, to start demanding from their legislators that they change these laws because it absolutely affects every cannabis consumer in the state. Um, yeah, like Bonnie said, you know, reaching out to us on social media, reaching out to us on social media, um, contacting us directly and really engaging on this issue. Um, I've had the same questions Bonnie has had about, you know, oh my gosh, is this what you and Maddie want to be doing? And, you know, I tell them, yes, you know, this is the first step um, in changing things. And, you know, we can't change everything all at once. So taking one first step and standing up for, you know, Maddie's constitutional right to hear information seems pretty important. So, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people think that, like, just because it's a cannabis issue that maybe we shouldn't, you know, really press it. But, you know, personally, I'm tired of the cannabis issue being thrown under the bus of people thinking that we deserve less rights than other businesses simply because we're in the cannabis industry. Uh, that is not right. the case. We enjoy the same constitutional rights as everyone else. Um, yep. So we really need to be talking about this this problem um, just like every other problem we have. Yeah, we've, we've dealt with enough discrimination over the last century or so. 
Uh, Megan Holt and Bonnie Fong, thank you so much for being on Hemp Present. I have great admiration for you both, and I wish you both the best of luck. Oh, thanks, Vivian. Thank it's you, always Beth. a pleasure to be on your show. My pleasure. Now, when I get to a weekly feature, Hemperson on CannabisReader.com, that's the quote of the week, and here it is. For all you petrochemical, pharmaceutical, military, industrial, transnational, corporate, fascist, elite bastards, I've got your karma right here. And that is from the late Kentucky activist and politician Gatewood Galebraith from his book, The Last Free Man in America Meets a Synthetic Subversion. I can hear Maddie in the background. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.